My name is Andrew Bustamante, and this is Everyday Espionage. I recently released a post on everydayspy.com that talked about how to survive a mass shooting. And I was humbled and shocked at the response that I got from that post. I, of course, got plenty of people who thought that the post was ridiculous and that the only way to survive a mass shooting is to shoot back. But I also had hundreds of people respond back telling me that the information I provided in that post was valuable to them, was something they had never heard before was something that made them feel safe, that made them feel like they could take control in the situation and protect themselves and their families. One woman even went as far as to write me directly and ask me to record a podcast talking about it in greater detail. I am here to talk about how spies are trained to survive a mass shooting. The first thing that I need to make sure everyone understands is that run-hide-fight is flawed. It is a teaching that was developed in the late 1990s by a federal organization that had to tell the people of America something because shootings were on the rise. We were losing hundreds of students a year in school shootings and shooters were becoming something that America was very afraid of and nobody had any experience with it before. There has always been gun violence in America, but that violence was never as mainstream as it was becoming in the 90s. It was becoming so prevalent that media agencies were seeing the value in posting stories and posting metrics about deaths and injuries and number of rounds fired and the average shooter's profile. So it became this mainstream topic and people were hungry for some kind of solution, some kind of protection, something that made them feel like their children were safe and like they were safe. So police organizations all came together and they were funded to create Run, Hide, Fight. And when you look back on why Run, Hide, Fight was identified and why it was developed, you see very quickly that a few key areas that made it valuable were not actually related to safety at all. First, Run, Hide, Fight was easy to remember. Everybody understood these three common words, Run, Hide, Fight. Even though we all have different ideas of what running is, what hiding is, and what fighting is, This government organization, this government study, was confident that Americans would remember the three words. They would remember to run, hide, and fight. And the fact that they would remember it was even more important than whether or not it was effective. The other thing that people liked about run, hide, fight is that it gave flexibility for individual police units in different cities and different states to teach it a different way. There was no need for consistency. There was no need for large investments into continuity training to make sure that everybody was learning the same thing. Instead, there was just enough ambiguity that everybody could learn it however their police department chose to teach it. It seemed like that would be a good idea at the time because you could teach run, hide, fight to five-year-olds differently than you teach run, hide, fight to 18-year-olds or college students or the instructors at a university. But what we have found now in 2019 is that all the original flaws that we knew about with run, hide, fight are now working against us. You see, nobody knows what it means to run, and nobody is trained in how to run. So because of that, we all default to understanding that run actually means run away. Run away from a shooter. 
When you run away from a shooter, you turn your back on the shooter. When you turn your back on a shooter, you're exposing the most vulnerable part of your body, your spine, towards the weapon itself. Now, a bullet that enters your chest and might get deflected by your rib cage, that same bullet is that much closer to hitting your spinal column, hitting a liver, hitting your lungs, hitting some other vital organ. And because of that vulnerability, studies in mass shootings actually show that more than 70% of deaths that occur in a mass shooting actually occur from a bullet entering a critical organ, an organ like the heart or the lungs, the kidney or the liver. Another big chunk of deaths are happening because of head wounds. Not head wounds to the forehead, which is a strong part of the head, but head wounds to the back of the head. Because as people run away, in a large crowd, in mass, all running in the same direction, the shooter has the advantage of simply aiming at the mass of people and firing. They don't even have to worry about aiming. They just shoot. Some of those bullets hit arms and legs, but plenty of those bullets also hit spinal columns and the backs of people's heads. And people die. They die because they run away because they were taught to run. When you start getting into the idea of hiding and fighting, both of those actually require very detailed training. I've had many conversations with first responders, paramedics, police officers, fire departments, SWAT team members, special operators, FBI officers. None of us are ever taught to run, hide, and fight. If you are a veteran, you have also gone through basic indoctrination in how to respond to an attack. And in almost every case, what we're taught to do is seek cover first. Everyone who's been through any kind of basic training understands that we have to seek cover first. And cover isn't anything complicated. Cover isn't some idea that is beyond the grasp of a high school graduate or even beyond the grasp of a high school student. But instead of teaching people to take cover, we just tell them to run. And that run translates into run away and you know where things go from there. Hiding and fighting are no better. Once you hide, you're not safe. You don't know what the threat is. You don't know where the threat is coming from because just before you hid, you were running away and you turned your back on the shooter. So you have an absence of information. And now you have to decide whether or not you're going to stay in your hiding place or whether or not you're going to fight. The flaws just pile up. And if you do a basic Google search or a search on any of your favorite search engines, you'll see plenty of information out there from people who are advocating against run, hide, fight. You'll find plenty of information that explains where run, hide, fight came from and why it is no longer applicable. What you will not find is anyone trying to offer an alternate solution. And that frustrates me. And that's why I wrote my article. Everyday Spy is committed to giving people the tools that they need to thrive and to take control in everyday life. And right now, mass shootings are a very real threat that affects our everyday life. So let me take this moment on this podcast to tell you my recommended alternate to run, hide, fight. I call it Cover, Think, React, CTR. And CTR is based off of what every military professional, what every intelligence officer, what every law enforcement member is trained to do. The first thing we are trained to do is take cover. Now, when you take cover, there are two steps involved. The first step is getting off the X, which means getting out of the crosshairs of whoever is attacking. The truth is that they expect you to turn and run away because every shooter out there knows that we have all been trained to run, hide, and fight. So they know that their first shot doesn't have to be a very accurate shot because it's going to inspire panic and fear and everyone in the room is going to flood in one giant crowd towards the exits. 
And every shooter is going to know exactly where those exits are because they have the advantage of being able to case and research the location and the venue before they start shooting. They have every opportunity available to them because they know that we've been trained to run hide fight. In contrast, when you are someone who takes cover after that first shot, the shooter doesn't expect you to take that action. They expect you to turn around and run away. When you seek cover behind a desk, behind a door, behind a plant, or when you just fall flat on the ground because that's what you learned in basic military training, they're not expecting that. And because they're not expecting it, you fall off of their radar of potential targets altogether. A shooter is suffering from tunnel vision, from a spike in dopamine, because they are not familiar with what it's like to wage an attack. So as soon as they launch their attack, all of a sudden their physiology is working against them, and they are reacting with gross motor skills only, because they start to lose control of their fine motor skills. So as this crowd of people all amass together, racing for the exit, this shaky tunnel vision shooter is going to focus their energy on that mass crowd where they can do the most damage. The individuals that are taking cover, laying flat on the ground, even laying flat against a wall, cover behind some sort of physical object or some piece of architecture, those individuals are safe at that point because the shooter is going to follow the mass of people. Once you are in a position of cover, then you have an opportunity to think through what you're going to do. There are two ways to take cover after the shooting starts. The first and most important step is to turn your shoulder towards the shooter. Wherever you are standing, you're going to hear the sound. You don't want to run towards the sound, but you also want to fight the instinct to run away from the sound. Instead, turn yourself 90 degrees to the sound and run in either one of those directions. What happens when you turn your shoulder towards the sound is that you are naturally minimizing your target area. If you can imagine a human being standing in front of you, if they're standing looking at you face to face, you see their full form of their body. You see two shoulders, two arms, you see their chest, you see their stomach, you see their hips. If they turn their back on you, you see the same cross section, the same target area. You still see the head, both shoulders, the full body, you see the stomach, and you see the hips. But if that person turns left or right and shows you their shoulder, Now you see a minimal cross-section of that person. The target area has been minimized. You see the head, one shoulder. You only see as much of the body as is exposed from a profile, and that body is naturally being covered up by their arm. If a bullet hits an arm before it hits the chest, the bullet is going to lose velocity. It's going to lose part of its trajectory. It's going to be potentially deflected from the chest altogether. This is why that cross-section is such an important step turning your shoulder towards the sound, making yourself a minimal target area by turning perpendicular to the attacker. Once you turn yourself 90 degrees to the attacker, you get a chance to seek cover in whichever direction you are pointing. Whether that cover means that you run and lay yourself flat against a wall, or if it means that you run towards an empty office or an empty desk, you hide behind a chair or a table, whatever the cover is that you choose to pursue, Your target area is minimized, and you're separating yourself from the crowd that is still being targeted by the shooter. This is basic stuff. This is as simple as it gets. It doesn't take a lot of detailed training to teach people to understand that when they hear a threatening sound, when they see someone threaten their safety, the first thing they should do is take cover. Don't run, take cover. If you want to still consider it as running, then run to a place where you have cover, where you're shielded. You're not trying to find double-paned glass or some steel barrier. You're just trying to find something that takes you out of the line of sight of the shooter. That is what cover is. 
That's what it means to take cover, the C in CTR. Now, once you take cover, you have two advantages that everyone running away doesn't have. First, you have access to information, because from your position of cover, you can see the shooter, the crowd of people who are running away from the shooter, but then you also get to scan the area to observe for alternate exits. Exits are not just doors that are located in convenient areas. Exits can be windows. Exits can be stairwells. Exits can be doors into other rooms that have windows and stairwells. Exits can look a million different ways. But when we are panicked and when we are running and when we feel like we are a target, we don't get the opportunity to stop and think. And the T in CTR requires that you think. By putting yourself in a position where you have cover, you are giving yourself the opportunity to think. And the one weapon that you always have, no matter what the situation is, is your brain. You have taken cover. That means you are no longer in the crosshairs of the threat. Now you have the opportunity to find an alternate exit. You have an opportunity to actually observe the shooter. What do they look like? What kind of weapon are they using? How big is the clip in their weapon? Do they have additional weapons? Is there more than one shooter? These are all pieces of information that the rest of the crowd isn't even able to observe because they have turned their back on the threat. From your position of cover, you get to decide, remain covered or take the risk to try to move for one of these alternate exits. Because you have the time and space to think, you have the time and space to come to a decision that benefits your situation. Nobody else has that benefit except you. Once you are done thinking, then you have the opportunity to react. To react not only to the threat, but to the information that you've been able to collect from your position of cover. You can react by going to an exit, by staying where you are, by calling an emergency phone number. You can react by even choosing to attack the shooter. The difference between CTR and run-hide-fight is that you are reacting from a place where you are covered and from the advantage of thinking before you act. In run-hide-fight, you never have the opportunity to stop and think, and by the time it gets to the place where you have no other option except fighting, then the shooter has every advantage over you. Using CTR, you get to choose your reaction instead of having it forced upon you. Run-hide-fight is getting people killed in modern-day mass shootings. It's happened in California. It happened in El Paso. When people choose to run and hide, they are getting shot and killed. When people choose to fight back, they are also getting killed. Cover. Think. React. CTR. You have all of the advantages that the mass shooter does not have. You are working from a concealed location You have had time to think through your options, and you are choosing the reaction that will keep you safest. CTR, we need to replace run, hide, fight with cover, think, react. I have tried to have this conversation with police departments. I have tried to have this conversation with nonprofits. I have tried to have this conversation with school boards. They all tell me that CTR is what people need to be taught. They all tell me that run, hide, fight is getting people killed. But the problem is that nobody wants to fund a new program. Nobody wants to compete with run, hide, fight. It is sad to me that I have to sit and watch as shooters continue to threaten the same American public that I swore to protect and defend when I was with the military and with the CIA. Please share this podcast with someone else. 
share this message because I know that when I talk to people one at a time, no change will ever happen. But if we can all raise the same message, if we can all tell people that we are ready to evolve past run-hide fights, we are ready to learn how to keep ourselves and our children safe. We are ready to respond to the threat that is growing and taking advantage of us. Then people will listen. And that is Everyday Espionage. Everyday Espionage is dedicated to one thing, educating everyday people. I know that not everybody will listen, but those who listen will learn. If you learned something new today, click subscribe, review, and share the podcast with a friend. I have so much more to share with you. Find me on social media at Everyday Spy or on my website, www.everydayspy.com. And if you are up for a special challenge, check out Operation Real Time and let me take you on an authentic spy training mission. Above all else, remember that knowledge is freedom.